they that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abides forever. As the mountains are around and about Jerusalem, so the Lord is around about his people from henceforth even forever. For the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteousness, lest the righteousness put forth their hands unto iniquity. Do good, O Lord, and to those that be good, and to them that are upright in his heart, in their hearts. For such as turn aside into their crooked ways, the Lord shall lead them forth in the workers of iniquity. But peace shall be upon Israel. Lord continue to bless the reading of his word. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord, we come to you. Lord, we pray for thank you for just another day that you let us come together. Lord, for those that are needing prayer this morning, Lord, we say thank you. Lord, we pray for that you. You let us be able to have us to be in our right mind. Lord, we ask you to come into this service this morning, Lord, and we ask you, those that are hurting, those that need you, Lord, let them call upon you. Bless this service, Lord. Bless those that are watching. Bless those that are here. Bless those under the sound of my voice. And hear your word today, Lord. Let us live in your will. Let everything be done decently in order. And let everything be on one accord. Put your head of protection around us, Lord. Bless us, Lord, and keep us. Let us wear the whole suit of armor. Lord, we ask you to expand our territory spiritually, mentally, financially, and physically. Lord, watch over this world. We need prayer right now. Lord, with this pandemic going on, Lord, we ask you to, to just calm the skies and calm the people like you did once before. Lord, we just say thank you because of your son Jesus, who the, the, the storm calmed. Lord, we thank you for your son Jesus, who's a fixer. Lord, we thank you for you, Lord, because we know who you are and we know what you're capable of doing. Lord, let this time we grow stronger into you. And Lord, as we come together as families, Lord, let us come together to be a stronger family for you. We truly are grateful. Thank you, Lord. Watch over the under shepherd of our church and stand with him, Lord. Let him preach one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Bless those, Lord, that, that, that are looking upon us, Lord. We ask you to let them fall out with the ways of the world and trust and believe in you, Lord. We're truly grateful and thankful. In your precious son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Tuesday and Thursday morning. Just so much, so much. And I'm thankful for it. But again, I want to welcome all that join us uh, this morning. Uh, just a, a couple of reminders. I want to continue to be in prayer for those that are sick and shut in. Technically, we're all shut in right now. Uh, but, but we do realize that uh, there's still many out there that are struggling with their own afflictions. We had many in this church that had some had some uh, physical issues before COVID-19. And so uh, we continue to be in prayer uh, for those that, that are resting. Uh, also want to be mindful of the ways to give and thank God for those that continue to be faithful. Um, we have our Tide app. We have the PayPal app. app and we also have those that continue to mail, mail their tithes and offerings in. So we're just thankful. So again, I, I welcome all those that uh, join us. And look, I've been saying for the last, I guess, I guess it's been about five weeks. We're coming up, excuse me, on our sixth, I think we're going to our sixth week in this area of wrestling uh, with the social distancing and the quarantine, if you will. Um, and so uh, for the last five or six weeks, I, I, I said it, and I'll continue to say it. Sit back, uh, pull up your look at breakfast, your chair, whatever. Uh, but, uh, join us. Join us as we have a holiday time. But even, in the, even in the midst of the world, God is in control. And he continues to show us that he's in control. So again, I welcome all of us.
Lord, we ask you to hold us tight, Lord. And strength. we know your grace and mercy is sufficient enough. But Lord, we ask you to just find anything that is not of your will or your way. Lord, let everything we do be done decently and in order. Lord, fix us, Lord, because we're broken. Help us, Lord, because we need yourself. Lord, doctor on us because we're sick. Lord, ease our minds because we need comfort. Lord, we thank you because of who you are, and we thank you because of what you do. But Lord, we thankful for more than anything is your son Jesus who suffered, died, and bled on the cross, and was buried, and on that third appointed day, he rose again. Lord, we're grateful because you just made it able, made us able to have a little bit of time and a little bit of space to come and worship you this morning. Lord, we're grateful. Lord, the numbers are few, but the hearts are many across the world, across the city, across the state. Lord, we need you right now. Lord, we need you like we never needed you before. Lord, things have happened and people are sick. But Lord, we know you're a doctor of all doctors. Lord, we say thank you. Lord, you blessed us this morning. Ease the colds, ease the, the hurt, the pain. And for those that had to bury somebody, Lord, comfort their families. Let them not lean on to their own understanding, but lean on you, Lord. Let them look to the hills from what's coming they help, because they help only coming from you, Lord. Lord, we're grateful. People's finances, Lord, and uh, in shambles. Lord, we ask you to make sure they got food in their stomach, clothing on their back, and shelter over their head. Lord, let their bills be paid. But Lord, let them see that it don't take a whole lot but just a faith the size of a mustard seed. Lord, ain't no rent getting not paid. People are still being able to be able to do the things that they kind of want to do. But Lord, thank you for letting things that we need to do. We're staying healthy, we're staying obedient, and we're trusting and believing in you, Lord. We pray for us another day to be able to say thank you. Lord, watch over us and keep us. Bless this little old church on Scotch Street. And we say thank you for letting us have the pastor that has what it takes to do what you want him to do. Comfort him and his family. Strengthen them, Lord. Let anything that's not of your will not come upon him or his family, or none of our family. Lord, we just grateful for this day that we're able to say thank you. Lord, you blessed us by waking us up. You blessed us by making sure that we had what we needed. And we say thank you. Continue to watch over all those that are in these churches across the world. Lord, let them teach your son Jesus died on the cross for our sin. And Lord, let them teach that, that without Jesus that we'd be nothing. And Lord, let us believe and know and teach that Jesus is the answer. We're truly grateful and thankful in your precious Son, Jesus' name. We will always pray this day and better. Amen.
but you don't want to look up in November and December and have not improved um, yourself, improved your family and your relationships in, in this year. So I pray that you're pressing along uh, even in the midst of, of all this. I want to continue uh, uh, this theme, what it means to know Jesus. And we're going to finish this up and, and preferably move into something uh, different in May. But I, I do want to look and thank you, Reverend Alfred, for your, uh, for your commitment, sir. Thank you for reading that scripture in its entirety. Uh, you did uh, get that in your, in your listening, in your ears. That was Luke 7, 1 through 10. So to be the Lord's will, we'll continue. We'll continue in that. And I'll just read a, a couple of verses, and then we'll dive, we'll dive right into it. Luke, the seventh chapter, verses one through ten, and I'll just pull a couple. And we'll right into this. You are praying. You are praying. And when he concluded all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered the Capernaum. And a certain centurion's servant, who was dear to him, was sick and ready to die. So when he had heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal the servant. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this was deserving. For he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. And Jesus went with them. And when he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself. For I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. The Lord have a blessing to his, to his word. Uh, for those that are studying with us, and I, I know I do have some real good Bible students here at Cedar Top and Many that join us that may not be members of Super Top that join us uh, by social media. And so I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that. Um, I may pull a few a few nuggets out of here. You're all saying, well, it didn't say that in the text. Keep in mind that we have this same account in Matthew. The gospel is recorded by Matthew in chapter 8, verses 5 through 13 as well. And so as good, uh, as good Bible teachers do, uh, we'll, we'll blend that together. If it were mandatory that I that I title this, it would be the listening ear of Jesus. The listening ear of Jesus. Where is he? He's quoted as saying, compassion does not measure in ministers. And too many times we decide in our own minds who should be blessed and how. They should be blessed. We forget that God has instructed us to water and to plant, and He is the one that gets the increase. Unfortunately, those marks that characterize the biblical Christian are missing in many of us that call ourselves Christians. Jesus said those that are considered His disciple must take up their cross and die daily and follow him. 
He also said that he is the light of the world. Whoever follows him will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. A follower of Christ is one that clearly has a different walk than those of the world. Paul said this, anyone in Christ is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and all things have become new. The story goes that there was a gentleman who was the president of a large corporation. After some years with the company, he was diagnosed with cancer, and the company soon terminated his employment. The man lost his insurance went through his life savings and was left with little financial resources. Although the man was not a member of a church, the local pastor and deacon visited the man's home and all agreed that the man had little time for the disease to take his life. The pastor asked the gentleman if he was prepared for life after death. The gentleman then stood up in anger and yelled that if God was so great, why was he not doing anything with the real problems? The man went on to tell how his wife was going to be left penniless, and his daughter would not have any money to go to college. The man eventually threw the deacon and the pastor out of his home. The pastor and the deacon made a second trip a few days later. The pastor apologized for offending the man, but explained a few things to the man. The pastor let the man know that they had made a few phone calls and a realtor in the church had agreed to sell the family's home and that the commission would go to his wife. He also told the man that a group of men in the church had agreed to pay the mortgage on the home until the house was sold. The pastor also let him know that a local apartment owner agreed, had agreed to allow the family to move in at a great rate and hire the wife as the complex administrator. The man at that point cried uncontrollably. He would die a few days later, never accepting Christ, but experiencing God's love. The widow, however, was so touched by the care of those group of believers that she responded to the gospel message and accepted Christ into her life. The widow learned something simple through the ordeal, yet profound, that Jesus hears the cries of those that put their trust in him. David the king said this, When I cry out to you, then my enemies will turn back. This I know because God is for me. In God I will put my trust. The widow learned about the listening ear of Jesus. She learned about his drawing power. She learned of compassion through the witness of the local congregation, the church. In short, it makes a difference how we interact with the world and how we interact with each other. Jesus makes clear that those that do for the hungry, for the thirsty, the homeless, and those without resources reflect their relationship with him. Do I have any Bible students in the house that said you've done, for the least of these, you've done for me? And while this passage speaks specifically period known as the judgment of the Gentiles right before Christ's millennial reign. It is clear, it is a clear reminder that how we treat each other makes a difference. Those that study the Christian movement 
have developed the term now known as nominal Christianity. That is, one who identifies as a Christian but shows no marks of being a Christian. In other words, one who is a Christian in name only. Most of the time it does not take long to figure out those who are Christian in name only. We have here a centurion in the area of Capernaum. He is a Roman officer who is in command of some 100 men. Traditionally, the Jews and the Jewish elders would have little compassion for Romans and even less for a Roman soldier. Keep in mind that the Roman Empire occupied the area of Israel in Jesus' time and there was clearly tension. Yet, we quickly learned that this Roman centurion was admired. And in fact, the Jewish contingent would rally around the office. The satirian proved to possess attributes that would move Jesus to move on his behalf. When Jesus hears about the satirian, Jesus moves. And so the question for us this morning is that when Jesus hears about us, is he? Is he moved? When Jesus hears about us, is he? Is he moved? When we look at this, when we look at this account, and it's a it's a, it's a good account. We have to keep in mind that, that, that one thing that Jesus is, is, is speaking upon compassion, uh, but he's also trying to get those of Jewish descent to understand that, uh, uh, that indeed this gospel will go out to the Gentiles as well. And so we see this centurion, and, 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 and I just want to pull two or three attributes, if you will, and, and, and see how that speaks where we're, we're at. We first see that, that Jesus hears the kind heart. Jesus hears those that are kind hearted. You know the, you know the story, but, but we have this man, we have this Roman centurion, uh, and if you know anything of the Roman culture, uh, in that time, they were, uh, especially the soldiers, they were, they were rough. And they were taught to be stoic and be, and be solid not move. But, but we see here one, uh, one Roman centurion who has concern, concern for his, his slave. In fact, if you look at the Matthew account, it tells us that the slave was paralyzed and was at his home in, in pain. And let's make sure that we, 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 we paint this scene. We talk about uh, slavery in this culture and in, in, in most cultures uh, as well. Uh, uh, that servant, that slave would have been the property of that Roman, of that Roman centurion. Yes, centurion was concerned to the point that he would break all protocol. Uh, he would break all the chain of command and ask that the Jew Jewish elders give word to Jesus that healing was needed. Look at look at two and three. It says that a certain centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. So when he had heard about Jesus, he sent the elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come. And heal, and heal his his servant. How many of us have pleaded to Jesus on someone's behalf? I mean, let's really let's really think about that. Most of us were pretty good about our little list when we go and quote unquote our prayer time and telling Jesus about our own problems. But but, but when have we gotten to the point 
we've ever gotten to. When have we gotten to the point that we've interceded on the behalf of others? And I'm not talking about those, those simple, Lord bless you, and you just go down and listen and name 50 people. And I'm not after any rote prayers. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about sincere prayers when we go before the Lord on our knees and we work on the behalf of, of others. But one job of the, of the pastor is, is, is to, um, I'm reading a good book by H.B. Charles now. It's called One Pastor. But, 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 but one of them, he talks about it, he, he emphasizes one of the jobs is, is really um, to be to lead the church in prayer as a pastor. If no one's at prayer meeting and ministers should be at prayer meeting. I'm nobody else shows up. It should be your, it should be your ministers and your, and your leaders. And your pastor. Your pastor is called to lead the church in prayer. Your pastor's also, also taught to uh, make sure that the, the, the teaching of the word goes but, but prayer is such that, 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 that the body of Christ is, is only moved through the power, power of prayer. We, we, see, we see the plea of this, of this Roman centurion. We see this plea on behalf of this of the sinner. So how many of us, I'm talking about when we do an honest account, don't raise your hand, don't, don't tell on yourself, you don't have to put anything in, in the comments field. But how many of us are really going on Lord on behalf of others. How many of us can be considered kind-hearted to the point that we, we cry when others cry? We hurt when they hurt. One thing we talk about the local church. The local church should feel the pain of one another. We should, hear, we should feel the joy and all that as well. We should feel the pain when one person in Cedar Top hurts. We all hurt. Until we get to that point we can't be with God Paul, Paul in his in his letter to the Ephesians mentions that he does he gives thanks for them continuously. It says he mentions them in his prayers. This 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 centurion who clearly goes beyond the traditional role, if you will, in that society and says, God, I need to get word to this man Jesus. What a picture we have here. We talk about loving one another. Outside the boundaries of the world that's called us to do. I, I'm just, I, I moved, I moved forever. And even, even in the midst of all this, and, and, and clearly, we, we've, got some, we've got some folks that are doing some good stuff all around this country and, and, and in this community. Um, but I, I moved that even in the midst of this, we're seeing, we're seeing hatred pop up. And who in the world, and, in, and I guess in a sense, we should just be happy that we know that, they, that, that who's, who's hateful. I guess at least they've identified themselves. But, but to have a march, to have a Nazi march, KKK march in the midst of this, to have it in the midst of this time just speaks to the evilness of some. It says Jesus hears. He hears those that are kind-hearted. We see that the centurion was kind to the point that the Jews themselves, that when speaking to Jesus, they said, look, you need, you need to understand something, Jesus. This man deserves deserves your touch. He loves the Jewish nation and he had built a synagogue in the local area for them to worship. It's in the, it's in the text right there. Yeah, they sent the Jewish elders. They sent the Jewish elders. The Jewish elders spoke highly of this Roman centurion. He said, this is one that loves us. And he's done stuff, but he doesn't just say it. A lot of us just say it. 
is that he's put some stuff in place to show that he really has a concern. concern. And Jesus, I, I, we're asking that you do, that you do what, he's, what he needs. He, he's asking that you serve him. You serve him. What, what am I saying? I'm saying that it makes a difference how we treat people. Jesus hears the pleas of those that are kind-hearted. Jesus himself was known for being kind-hearted and helping people, even when it was not popular, uh, uh, even when it was not politically correct. Uh, I'm reminded that Jesus touched the untouchable. There are in the house. He, he spent time with unpopular tax collectors. Does anybody here know about it? Zacchaeus. And Jesus, he healed even on the Sabbath. Jesus was kind even to the point that it would cost him his life. And so I'm, I'm asking you, who have you and who have I helped today? Who have we been so kind to that even when it doesn't make sense, we still do it? So we hear that. We see that Jesus first, he hears, he hears the pleas, he hears the cries of those that are kind-hearted. And then we see that Jesus hears, he hears the home. He hears the home. Look at 6, 7 through 8. Really, all of it speaks to his humility. But look at that specifically. It says, then Jesus went with him. When he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy. You should enter under my roof seven days. Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you. You see that humility? Can you can you see that? Keep in mind now, the satyrian, he, 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 he gets word to a Jewish, a Jewish rabbi. He knew that, that coming into the home of a Gentile, that the that Jesus as a Jewish rabbi would be considered ceremonial. The satyrian thought highly enough of Jesus that he said, do not, do not come into my, into my home. We see that the Roman centurion uncharacteristically walks with a humility. Imagine a Roman officer telling a poor Jewish rabbi that he was unworthy for him to enter his house. Humility is defined as a modest or low view of one's own importance. Philippians 2 and 8 reminds us that Jesus humbled himself by becoming obedient even unto death. And I'll be glad that Jesus thinks highly of us that he wants to visit our home. I, I move at the humility of this soldier. And I, and I think about even, even in in areas of my life where I, I'm not as humble as I, as I need to be. And the same thing with you all. Um, I'm not just going to tell myself. We, we all wrestle with that at times. But thanks be to God that he reminds us that we're not, we're not sometimes what we think we are. He reminds us through, through life that, that, that we better be humble. He reminds us in life that we better care for those that, that are less fortunate. Look, uh, I, if we didn't learn anything we learned in the last five weeks, that most of us are half a paycheck away from being right there in the, in the red line. You know, we don't have a chance to look down on anyone. God's been good to us. He's put us in some neighborhoods that, that, that 40, 50 years ago we couldn't even step foot in. Some of us, we, we've got, we, 
we've got vehicles, we get a vehicle every year we get a new vehicle. Leather seat, sunroof, all that. Sometimes we, we, we miss the picture. We look down on others that, 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 that may not be. And, and, and look, I, I'm learning. I, I'm now 40 and 42. I think that's what I came up with. I'm now 42. And, 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 and Reverend, I've had, and look, I like the new car speed. I'm not coming down on anybody. Lord bless you. you know, I'll leave it all for you. Leave some for you. You don't leave it all. Most of them going to go through it. About four or five weeks. You better enjoy some of this. But, 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 but look, I like that new car smell. But look, and now they got a little deodorizer to try to mimic it. But after a while, that new car smell leaves. And in order to get that new car smell, you got to go get a Finally, he hears 
hears the faith. Who hears, he hears the faith. And 7b, look at this. He says, but say the word.
to ten different meals. Read that again. It is better to fully drive in one day than to give a whack to ten different nails. Stop, stop taking a whack at nails and ask God to regulate your heart so that you can start driving the nails home when he's called you. Jesus. 